Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, this is Dan Gilbazan, and you're listening to the Geekcast Radio Network. Jazz here, and I am so digging the GeekCast Radio Network. Cliffjumper, commence countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. Now, Toycast. Oh, yes. Listening to the only toy podcast you will ever need. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the channel. If you're new here, I'm Bree. And I'm Ben. I was going to say, when you. I was going to say the stash is what I was going to call myself. But I feel like you would have never recovered after a discussion before this got started. Nope, I wouldn't have. Way ahead of you. Batmobile. Ignition. Hello and welcome to an all new generation of Toycast as we get the origins of any and all toy fans that we can. I'm, of course, TFU and Mike. Today's featured guests are Bree and Vince, and together they are the Poppin' Duo, a family of collectors. Hello, Bree. Hello, Vince. How are y'all doing? Good. How are very you? Very good. Mike, I'm, I'll just say I was very impressed with that intro. Like, that's a one take. We definitely, <laughs> if you watch the channel at all, we're not, well, it looks Sometimes like it's a one take. It looks like there's one take a lot of times, but that was impressive. Well, I've been podcasting for 14 years. I, I, I think I've perfected my intros and uh, outros. You honestly have. <laughs> <laughs> and I usually write up really long, intricate intros. The last episode, I talked to a, a guy, Michael Osiello, who has been in the entertainment industry for years. And I'm like, how can I condense this into something that's going to sound really awesome, but that gets the point across of everything that this guy has done? So it's like, oh, okay, I'll do it that way. Perfect. But yes, nice. we are here to talk about toys here on ToyCast. Vince and Bree, like I said, welcome to the show. What? So before we get into the whole toy thing, you guys have a Funko YouTube channel that you do. You do multiple things on the channel from unboxings to uh, 
crazy Halloween streams and, and, and other things. <laughs> what started this? What made you guys want to do a YouTube channel? I'll let you take this one. Okay, I'll take this one. Uh, honestly, it was Gabby probably pushing more than anything. And then uh, extra free time. We obviously was right at the beginning of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So it gave us, we were doing mystery boxes and that kind of thing for maybe a month or a couple months before. Uh, and, you know, honestly, we just had a little more time, decided, decided to do it. We do, did a couple videos, enjoyed it. And really the rest is history. Very cool. Very cool. All right. So the order here is ladies first. That's how I always do my, my guests when there are females on. So Brie will go first and then it'll be Vince. 42 questions all about toy collecting. What is, or what? I said, Oh geez, 42 questions. (laughs) Well, yeah, they're, they're very in depth. Uh, I wanted to make this format uh, extremely in-depth to to toy collectors. What is or was your first toy you remember having as a kid? Probably my Cabbage Patch dolls. Yeah. Cabbage Patch dolls? Yeah, probably. You know, I had a Cabbage Patch doll also. But, I, you know, the first things I can remember were probably our Care Bears. Oh, yeah, we had Care Bears, too. I had... We had all the Care Bears, the cloud car, everything. My brother and I each had a Care Bear, and we slept with them. Really? Yeah, we have pictures of them. Okay, I need to see those (laughs) pictures. I think everyone needs to see those pictures, so I'll have them post at some point. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, the only Care Bear I ever cared about was Bedtime Bear, because I always wanted to just go to sleep. (laughs) Yeah, I. You know what? I've now I can relate to that Bedtime Bear very much. Absolutely. I don't remember which ones we had, but my mom like picked out particular ones to fit our personalities. I do remember that. We had, I remember the two stuffed animal care bears we had. We had Good Luck Bear, the green one. Mm -hmm. And then there was, I think it was, what was the one with the rainy cloud on it? I'm pretty sure I had (laughs) (laughs) very fitting. Was it like Rainbow Bear or something? I don't know. They're, yeah, I'm not good with my Care Bears anymore. I just remember it being blue and it had a rain cloud on it. I mean, really, folks, if you want to do some Care Bear research, just go on the Funko app because there's yeah. all kinds of Care Bear pops. So, uh, bedtime Bear Care uh, Funko Pop is like 175 bucks in value. I'm like, oh god, oh yeah, never getting that. Yeah, <laughs> there's so many of them too. I mean, if you collected them all, yeah, whole yep. absolutely. Was there a particular adult who was supportive of you playing with toys as a kid? Was there anyone who was unsupportive? Oh, I was going to say, my mom and dad were always super supportive. They, anything we wanted, we pretty much, you know, as long as we, we worked towards getting it or we got it as a gift for, you know, birthday or Christmas, mm-hmm. they were all behind it. Yeah, my mom was definitely behind it. We had, I had three other brothers and we had toys galore, especially back <laughs> in the 90s. Some of the best toys. Uh, yeah, the the eighties toys. Eighties is what I meant. Nineties, I was way, <laughs> yeah, I was way I was too say, old in the nineties like, to be probably playing with toys, even though I still play with toys oh, today. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. Good point. Eighties, uh, diecast construction. It's a lost art. Yep. All right. What types of toys were your favorites to play with? 
Mm. I'll let you go first. I was going to say, when I was a kid, it was my Barbies. I had my Barbie house that my godfather made me. I set up every single room. It was kind of ridiculous. That's where my OCD, I think, started. There mm-hmm. we go. That's it. I said it. You're blaming it me happened. on that. <laughs> yep. Yeah, mine were oh, Transformers, G.I. Joe's, Voltron. What else? What am I forgetting? I know I'm forgetting something. Uh, let man Mask, Thundercats. Yeah, um, I had, we had all of that stuff. Thundercats, Masters of the Universe. Anybody growing up in the 80s, like if you went stereotypical, that's what we had. Star Wars figures. We had all kinds of Star Wars figures, G.I. Joe's, all that stuff. Yep. Absolutely. We're... What were your favorite childhood toys that stood out more than the others? So, like, if there was a specific, like, if Barbies were it or if Transformers was it more so, like, which ones did you gravitate towards more kind of thing? Oh. Is that know. a tough call for you? That is a tough call for me. I don't even know. <laughs> I'm not good at picking things. Come I on now. <laughs> it was going to either be my dolls or my or my Barbies. That was what I played with all the time. Aren't they just the same thing though? No. Well, you had oh. dolls. <laughs> dolls you played with, and you played house, <laughs> and then you had Barbies. That your Barbies were the ones playing house. Oh. So okay. that's the distinction. Okay, that it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting. And, and if you think that choice was hard now, Bree, the questions just get hard, more difficult after this. Oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is not this is not mission difficult. This is mission impossible when it comes to toy collecting over here, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, what about for you, me, Vince? if I had to go to one, I remember playing with GI Joes more than anything. I would say right behind that was probably Master of the Universe and Star Wars. But if I had to pick one, probably would have been G.I. Joe's. Yeah, and I think it's interesting when people say that because, and I've said this on other, podca- on other episodes recently, when we were kids in the 80s, our parents, whether we grew up to be this or not, wanted us to grow up to either go in the military or go into being a police officer or a fireman or EMT or whatever. Like that was the, the supposed dream of most eighties parents is that they wanted their kids to go into the, the, the service life kind of thing. Uh, And GI Joe, as crazy as, yeah. Yeah. As as crazy as that, that, that show and that toy line was and is, I mean, it, it kind of, you know, helped us along. Of course, not a, I don't know how what the percentages of people watching or playing with those toys actually went into the military, but it is what it is. Yep. And knowing is half the battle. All right, so this is going to go back to the dolls versus Barbie. <laughs> Do you prefer the label of action figures, dolls, toys, or other labels? Do you have a preference? No preference. I don't know. Toys, toys are toys to me. Like I, yeah. I'm not opposed to any. I don't you know, care what you call it. Like yeah. it's just, it's all good in my mind. It just, it means happiness. I'm honestly the same way. I like if people call them dolls, it doesn't I don't get offended by it. Yeah, I go action figures, but like GI Joes would be action figures. Yeah, and yeah, yeah I mean, and and the whole and I and I say this every episode. The whole point of that question is that you know when we were kids. 
our grandparents or aunts and uncles that didn't understand or get it here. Oh, Johnny's going to go play with his dolls now. They're not dolls, Grandma. They're six-inch action figures. Yeah, I. Well, I was I mean, gonna say, as a kid, yes. As a kid, you know what? As a kid, though, I didn't even <laughs> like. I would play with my cousins. Would have strawberry shortcake, <laughs> and I'd go over there, and I would not care. I hate yep. to say it. I've played with Barbies as well. Yep. We we had. A we all have at some point. Oh. Yeah. I was going to say, we played with, with Motu toys when we were little, too. They were my cousins. Yeah, I didn't I mean, discriminate. I think anything that was around, really, pretty much if everybody was willing to play, everybody was willing to jump in and play with them. So. You kind of had to back then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No one else deserved to do. You didn't have a phone <laughs> in front of You no. didn't have anything to say. Yeah. <laughs> Only thing we had was TV time, and half that's the it. time that was limited. So. Saturday morning. <laughs> yep. That's, that's right. <laughs> Oh boy, good guys or bad guys? Which toys were your favorites to play with the most? All of the above. You had to have <laughs> the good guys, and you had to have the bad guys. Yeah, you had to. I mean, yeah. I, I definitely, I probably go towards <laughs> the good guys more than the bad guys myself. But I like the way the good, the bad guys looked mm-hmm. more. So yeah, I have like an affinity to the bad guys that way. But I probably played with the good guys more. I was more well, the yeah. good guy than the bad guy. Yeah, I mean, because you know, the good guys have to win. The good right. guys have to beat the bad guys. That would have made sense any other way. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It the world would be a much different place if everybody in the eighties loved the bad guys and preferred right. the bad guy. You know, had the bad guys win. <laughs> what is or was your favorite toy vehicle or playset? Ooh, my favorite toy vehicle. I had a Barbie Cadillac. And I loved that thing. I thought it was, was the it greatest. Pink? Yes, it was pink. Yep. It was the greatest thing in the whole entire world. The trunk open. It was so cool. Um, that sounds pretty awesome. Me and my brother, we actually, for I remember we got this for Christmas one year. It took forever to set up. We had the G.I. Joe aircraft carrier. Like oh, that was yes. next level. Yeah. Yep. I've seen it in a store since for sale. And I could not, like I thought it was big back then. But then uh-huh. I realized it really is that big. Like I thought what maybe looking it's, back as a kid, yeah. maybe it was just bigger than I thought. But that thing is gigantic, and I love it to this day. I know a guy in Illinois that has a basement full of toys, and I don't remember what his answer was. People would have to go back and listen to that episode with uh, my buddy Dave Draper. He has two of them in his basement right now. <laughs> Oh, and I don't understand you? why. I don't remember what his answer was, like I said. But I'm like, you have two aircraft care. Why? Once for display what? and once for <laughs> No. You can't. Yes, I generally agree with that rule, but not with the air. Come on. The air- I don't know. Oh. Aircraft carrier, I feel like that's the perfect, uh, perfect setup for having two. Why have one? I, I don't know. All right. Did you? So this is a silly, silly question. But did you and your friends ever pretend with your toys that you had? By this, I mean, did you say, "I'm going to be this toy, and you can be that toy"? Like Vince can be the piece of glass, and Bree can be the Coke bottle, or something. I don't know. I mean, we used to play GI Joe around our our subdivision. Yeah. We'd fight over who was going to be Duke and who was going to be the bad guy. So I mean, we used to do that for sure. Yeah. No you Barbie fights, Bree. I don't think I ever pretended like I was Barbie. <laughs> you didn't go to that level? <laughs> no, I don't Did think so. Did you learn something about your husband today? I used to pretend that I was a, a teacher. I used to pretend that I used to be 
oh, this is a good one. I used to pretend like I was a Hallmark worker. Apparently, I'm a Hallmark really, I really liked Hallmark or something. I'm not really sure. Wow. Yep. I used to work at Hallmark. Interesting. See, see folks, this is why I do these is because you learn things you never would know. You sure do. <laughs> I mean, we've been together 20 years. I never heard about the, uh, the Hallmark <laughs> aspirations. What features define a good toy to you? How true does the item feel in comparison to the source material likeness? For me, it's cool factor. Okay. I I like details. I'm a detail person. Yeah, you you definitely Definitely. like the real detailed, like figures. Like the little itty bitty things that most people will just overlook. That's what I like. Awesome, awesome. What does toy packaging have to have to draw you in? So you go into, I'm just going to say Toys R Us, even though we don't have them here in the States anymore, but it's a toy store because I, Walmart, Target, fine, whatever. That's where the toys are now. But like, if you went into the toy store, you see He-Man, Voltron, Barbie, Transformers, Strawberry Shortcake, you know, all the stuff. Like, what does the toy packaging have to have to draw you in to a specific one over the others? The colors. I don't know. It's like a color factor. Like, you go towards the colors that, like, draw your attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I was kind of new. I don't know if I ever paid attention to the package. I got right past the packaging. Especially if you were back in the day. Like, you had the commercials. It felt like there was more toy commercials yes. for... Maybe it felt like that because I was a kid. But Well, you had to watch commercials back in the day. Yeah, you know what I mean? So I think that it was probably more that or like pulling out the Toys R Us book. You know what I mean? And circling. Ooh, Toys R Us book was good. Yeah. Actually, I ne- you know, I never paid attention. I probably still don't pay attention. <laughs> uh, you kind of have to when you can't see the figure inside of a stupid can. We'll get to yeah. that later. We'll get to that way down the line, folks. I... I, I'm very jaded over soda. Uh, I was actually going to take a picture today before uh, before we recorded this and picture my Diet Coke can. Look, I opened a soda and I drank it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other discussion we'll get to later. Uh, do you open your toys or do you leave them packaged? If you keep toys packaged, do you have a specific criteria for this? I was going to say, most of mine I keep packaged. Reason being... I don't want to dust them or clean them. <laughs> yeah, you have a different motivation. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. I love to look at them. I love to display them. I keep them in package. They're easier to dust that way. Yeah, that's why we've kind of gravitated probably towards the Funkos more. Yep. But with that being said, I do have a lot of stuff out of package as well. Mm-hmm. But I, if, if I had to say it was one or the other, I'd say a packaged collector at this yeah. point. I don't play with my toys as much as I used to. Yeah. And I think as adults, you know, we've all, you know, at least all of us, all the three of us grew up in the eighties and whatever else, but as adults now, how we quote unquote play with our toys is we do a YouTube channel or we take pictures of them and then put them back. Like it's not, we're not all sitting here hunched over in a poor, poor excuse for a Darth Vader costume you know, in a starship, you know, oh, there's, there's well, Lewis like from Ghostbusters. I don't know. You know, there's a couple, I, you know, I'm not going to go that far and say we, I don't. We question yeah. this house sometimes. Sometimes my, my office is closed and they might startle me when they walk in, but 
yeah, not as much, not as much as I, you know, as it used. Yeah, but yeah, but it's a it, it's a different thing now where it's right. like we don't technically play with them, but we still, you know, look at them. We, you know, like right now, I have, I only have, I keep the ten inch, the larger Funko Pops, and I only have two of them. I have Unicron and I have Soundwave. Okay. I keep those out of box because I think they look better out of box. All of the our tenants are out of box. Yeah. yeah. The only other one I have out of box currently completely is because his box got damaged in my move is the soup Nazi from Seinfeld. And he mm-hmm. is currently <laughs> standing on Unicron's head. <laughs> hey, that's your best place for him. <laughs> <laughs> If as a kid or an adult, you only were allowed to choose one toy franchise to collect from, which one would you choose and why? So basically, you get a choice between Transformers, Barbie, etc., etc. Which one would you choose and why? What would be the easier question? Which child do you like more or picking a toy? <laughs> <laughs> All right. It'd have to be Barbie. If you have one. Barbie. If I had to pick one, it'd have to be Barbie. Yeah. If I had to pick one, I'd have to go back to G.I. Joe because I said that I played with it the most. I think I would have to go back there, even though nowadays, like, I have more affinity to Motu. Master Mm -hmm. of the Universe, like, it's something I'd go and back and watch a little bit more now, but I'd probably still go with G.I. Joe if it was, you know, if I had a choice growing up. Very cool, very cool. As an adult, do you prefer vintage toys or modern toys? Probably vintage toys. Yeah, vintage for me. I, like, all of our stuff, even that we collect now, we everything we collect now is to bring back from older memories. From older older, memories. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely vintage, I think, for both of us. Yeah, for me, it it depends. Like, yes, I love the vintage stuff, but... I'm sorry. I would gladly, and I have it now, thanks to a lucky, uh, not lucky, but thanks to a loyal listener. I am so happy I have the Transformers Kingdom Commander Class Rodimus Prime versus the original 80s toy because I had the original 80s toy as a kid. And the new one is like, oh, this is basically just a more detailed, updated, modern version of it. But generally, yes, I would say the vintage toys outweigh the modern toys because sometimes the modern toys and even the vintage toys have always had quality control issues but modern toys more and more i see more and more people complaining about quality control issues and it's just crazy yeah yep i've heard the same thing so we've kind of already had the discussion about playing with toys but the point of question 14 is What is one toy you can always play with? So basically, you guys are, you know, filming a new video or whatever. You look over to your shelf. What's the one thing that you would gravitate towards more than any other thing in your collection? That I would still play with? Legos. I still play with Legos to this day. Yeah, definitely. Legos would be our... Yeah, I would go with Legos. That's a good... My brain wasn't even really going there. As I look at our Lego train set sitting right in front of us here. <laughs> I was just playing with it the other day on the I know. with I my see. my cousin came over and her little guy was with her and we have the Disney train. So I put the yeah. app on, it was going round and round, we played music to it. He was loving it. Yeah. Very cool, very cool. That's awesome. 
even though there are always toy lines that people never purchase, are there any that you specifically and purposefully avoid? This can be a toy line, specific character, etc. So basically, it's the reverse of the other question, where you go into the toy store and you see... Transformers, He-Man, Barbie, Masters of the... Uh, I already said He-Man, but, like, what? what's the stuff you don't want, basically? What's the stuff that doesn't appeal to you? I never really got into, like, Power Rangers. <laughs> I think it was too old for, for that kind of thing. Nothing... I'd be open... I, we're pretty open. I'd, I'd take a look <laughs> at everything. Any cartoon that either my kids or my nieces or nephews watched over and over again... That I absolutely despise. Oh, that's like what over I, and over? Yeah. That's when I would walk away from those sections. I would not mm. go to those ones. Other than that, I don't know. Very cool, yeah. very cool. Are there toys in the past or currently that you wish you had not bought them? Are there any toys that you may have sold that you regret letting go? Okay, I don't think you regret ever having bought anything that I bought because, yeah, I don't regret it. <laughs> no, we've always, anything yeah. Anything we wish we wouldn't have let, I, you know, honestly... I was going to say, there's been some toys of mine and some toys of the kids that, like, now I'm like, oh, I kind of wish I didn't. Like, okay, for example, like, Matchbox cars. Yeah. So I had a boatload of Matchbox cars. I was being nice. I gave them to my brother's girlfriend. No longer to be seen. And now I regret it. I should have kept them. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I think, it, yeah, that's pretty much it. I have two Matchbox cars right now, and they're both the same thing because I thought I lost it. <laughs> so I had to buy it again. Yeah. <laughs> I have, um, was it last year, uh, they released the Knight Rider kit in Super Pursuit mode. And I never was going to open it. And then one day I was just like, you know what? I just want to open this and just see no, it outside I'm of the package. It. Huh? Yeah, I, I feel you. Yeah, and and so when I moved from Washington to Indiana, I was like, oh, I have no idea where this is. Let me go on Amazon and buy it again until I find it. So I have the other one over there on the counter, you know, sitting in its package where it will stay. <laughs> Understandable. I was going to say, we have some Steamboat Willie matchbox cars that we, some are out of the package, some are in the package. Yep. Absolutely. Awesome, awesome. Uh <laughs> It's always ironic because everyone always has a large collection. But how large or small is your toy collection? Do your toys take up the whole house or are they relegated to one room shelf or something like that? One floor. (laughs) One floor of that. I laugh. (laughs) the, The basement, yeah, the basement is the toy area. Like when people come down here, they're, they're, Taking it back a little. It's funny. At the beginning of our YouTube channel, we had, like, no shelves on the wall, right? No None. shelves on the wall. We now have at least 16, I'm being wow. conservative, shelves. And I said no shelves. No shelves. No shelves. No, nope. No, you came around. Nope. You We're came not doing around that. We're not doing yeah, that. You came, around, you, were, you came around on it pretty, yeah. pretty good. I changed my tune real quick. Yes, you did. <laughs> Well, if you don't have the shelves, then they're just going to be all over the floor. I right. mean, <laughs> yeah, so we only, I bet you uh, we got to count this up. I, we probably have four or five hundred is what I would oh, get. Wow. Funkos on display at one time. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. How do you keep track of your collection? <laughs> hmm. you keep track of it. You know, we switch our stuff. We keep our stuff. 
I mean, you're able to see everything. Yeah. And we keep most of our stuff out, but we do, like I said, we have, I, I'm guessing, four or 500 on display. And then we will rotate through some of these a couple times a year, depending on season. So mm-hmm. it's not too hard. And say we have most of it in the computer. Yep. Logged. So we know what we have. Gabby's done a really good job of actually, she gets lists together of different collections. So she starts making a list. Okay. And then she'll go through and mark off which ones we have. So we know which ones we still want to buy if we want to complete that collection. Yeah, we got family checklists that we all keep a copy of. Yep. Very cool, very cool. Yeah, the Funko app works enough for me, I guess. I Sometimes they don't list things, and I'm like, how do you not add this? And I know that Funko, and we'll talk about this later too, that they've gone through a bunch of changes over the last couple of years, et cetera, et cetera. But come on, people. Correct. What's the point? What's the point of buying a Funko Pop, trying to scan it in? They're like, "Oh, sorry, we can't find this." Uh, yeah. Then, then have your you know have your code that you scan have it automatically add it, so then some person working at Funko doesn't have to do it. Right. Uh, it's mm. so. How do you all display your toys? Now I've seen the videos and I've seen the basement, and but I want you guys to describe this because it's crazy down there. <laughs> Uh, yes. And you guys haven't seen behind the scene yet. We actually yeah. just filmed our whole basement. So that's going to be coming out here room soon. Tour. Yes. Our room tour. We've been, we've been straining that Teasing. along for the last yep. couple of years now, <laughs> but we're finally at a point where we feel like we're not complete. Cause you're never complete with your collecting because things move in and out, move out. But we, we, most of ours are on uh, shelves. I mean, we have most of our stuff. It's pretty, it's pretty organized. Like, I'm looking around right now. We're sitting down here. It's pretty organized the way we have everything. Sodas are out in baseball cases, actually. And pops are sitting on top of the baseball cases. And those are kind of stacked on the walls. Other ones are on shelves. Some of them are stacked above each other. Like genres, basically. Yep. So what gets precedence? For me, Disney. Yeah, you have... (laughs) Two to three of the walls down here are Disney, and then we have our ad icons that are probably our biggest collection all together. Ad icons are probably our biggest one. Disney is probably number two right behind that. Very cool, very cool. All right, so everybody is safe. The kids are safe. The pets are safe. Y'all are safe, but the house is on fire. If you could only keep one toy from your entire collection, what would it be and why? Oh boy. Mm. Which one would I grab? Oh, one toy for my whole collection. I would mm-hmm. probably I'll say this but while you think about it, because I know this is gonna be That's really torture. tough for you. <laughs> <laughs> I, for me, I would probably grab my scare glow. The hand painted scare glow that I got you? No, that's Skeletor. Oh, Skeletor. Oh, my bad. I didn't. Right. I wasn't thinking of maybe. It, but the way you put that, it makes me feel like I should have said that one. <laughs> you know what? Maybe I'm switching my answer. I would say Scarecrow. And you know what? It's not by far. It's not most valuable. Probably right. the most to me. My favorite. Let's I don't know. It probably have to be something Disney. I don't. I don't even know which one I would take though. You would just grab the first Disney you could. 
Get your hands out. Can I take a bag and fill it full of Disney? No, I don't think that's what the <laughs> not, not with this question, no. That that's that'll be after the commercial break. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is basically like the house is on fire and the one thing that the insurance will not cover, what are you saving? What are you gonna risk your life to run back in and save? Because that's the one thing that you absolutely know you could never get again. Yeah, it'd have to be one of my Mickey Mouse pops. Yeah. I'm not sure which one. Probably the one with the castle. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Okay. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. All right, folks. Like I said, we're going to go to a quick ad break here to hear some stuff and other things. And maybe I'll even have Vincent Bream make an ad for their channel. And we'll be back after this. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Is it actually on? Yeah, mine was kind of on. Uh, it's probably not, like, packaged that great. Oh, yeah, you didn't at all. No. Why did I get box number eight? Because eight's the best. Why is eight the best? I'm trying to... Because we are married on January 8th. Okay, that's what... You see, I remember that. My birthday is the eighth month of the year. Yeah, that's true, too. Luca's birthday is on the eighth. Okay, yeah, wow. Well, I was just going for the marriage thing, but... I thought that would give me enough (laughs) bonus points right there. I forgot about all... bonus points. I forgot about all the other eights. So we got that. There could be, it sounded like maybe there was a soda in here. This box feels pretty heavy, so I don't know how many. I One thing I forgot to check, I've seen how much the uh, box was. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed value, I believe, was 65 Okay. But I don't know what, if there's three pops, four pops. Is there any top hits? There was top hits that I did not show you. I flash it on the screen, maybe at the beginning, and usually I put it up right now. I did not show you this time. Because we're rushing a little bit today. <laughs> Let's just be honest with the people. You know what I mean? I didn't show you. Today has been one of those days. Today has been one of those days. <laughs> Usually, I've been showing you lately, and I did not show you. So, there was. I think there was some Batman stuff. So, it was like, I was doubly interested in this okay. box. And I can't remember. I can't remember now. I should have showed you before, but whatever. Because there was like five top hits or something like that. So, okay. There we go. Kid. Yes. Shut up. Beyond the Night is the GCRN's latest review podcast. We are covering everything in the Knight Rider television universe. 
From the classic 80s TV series to the 1991 reunion film, Team Knight Rider, ugh, and the 2008 relaunch series as well. So join TFG and Mike and Dion the Music Man as they go in-depth in Beyond the Night only on GeekCast Radio Network. You can find Beyond the Night in iTunes and on www.geekcastradio.com. Get Yes, Michael. Just keep driving. Like science fiction? Of course you do, or you wouldn't be listening to the GeekCast Radio Network. Well, the Mark Who 42 Universe podcast is an award-winning sci-fi radio show that's been around for over 10 years. We cover everything from Doctor Who to the MCU to pop culture and everything in between. A new show drops on Tuesday mornings on the GCRN website and all of the major podcast platforms. So listen to the Mark Who 42's Universe podcast from the universe and beyond. Hi, I'm Dan, and I'm the host of the Rock Nerd Radio Show, which airs live on HudsonRiverRadio.com every Wednesday evening at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It also gets backed up as a podcast, which you can find on your preferred podcasting platform. Every week on my show, I talk about all kinds of pop culture. I talk about music. I talk about movies, TV, comics, collectibles, and so much more. I also feature a guest on my show periodically, which you might enjoy. I have a couple of special segments of my, on my show, one called the cover song of the week and my favorite thing in the world this week. If you think this sounds cool, check it out sometime. I hope you do. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What was that universal greeting again? Never mind. I remember. Ba weep, grana. Weep, ninibong. Hey, guys. It's Rodimus Primal, and be sure to check out my YouTube channel. Join me as I have Transformers discussions, retrospectives, toy reviews, and more. You can also follow me on Twitter at Rodimus Primal, as well as Facebook and Instagram at Rodimus Primal Show. Transform and roll out and be sure to check out my content till all are one. Last big party of the summer, folks. Let's go out with a bang. Are you confused? I'm confused because I I'm feeling something kind of like hard stacky. Like Can you tap tap on it? It's more than a tap-tap because it's... Do you, do you hear what that sound is? That's not a stack tap-tap. That's like a armor tap-tap. I can I can tell the difference. Stop. Yeah. Now, what was the top hit? Why did we not look? Vince! They are already going to know what we got. Ugh. I didn't show you it. Okay, well... Okay. You want me to pull this one? I'll pull this. This has got no protector on it. I think we might have got the top hit, hon. Lock it out and power on through. Hon, I think we might have got the top hit. I will let you pull that out. You're that felt like a that makes sack. me feel weird. I like I, I'm scared now. Why? I can't why remember. do I? Man. Oh my gosh! Why did I not pull this picture back up? Vincenzo. 
Okay, what is Ready? it? Ready? Yeah. Oh, dang! Hunt for get value. Do not have bad. Holy moly! Yeah. Whoa! Holy rusted metal, Batman. Huh? I. Oh man. Oh whoa. Yeah. No. I, whoa. Hunt. I knew kind of how much this was when I seen the face of it because this is a pop I would have absolutely loved to get. Wow. I would have loved to get got. And we got, wow. God, what? <laughs> Did you, this, you showed it off? Speechless. I didn't even look, I am speechless. He's speechless, guys. <laughs> guys, I just wanted to support their trip, quite honestly. I wasn't expecting anything. This is amazing. I don't really know what else. Wow, okay. Wow. Hun? That was kind of an amazing day already here. Like. What do we do? Do we check the value? We might as well check the bag. All right, let's check it. How about our sodas? Yeah, bring. Okay. You wow. know, we had a one in 14 chance, which I guess is not good. Our lucky number eight came through for once. Because whenever I pick the numbers, it never goes well for us ever. But it did today. It did. That's pretty amazing. I'm still kind of in disbelief right now. <laughs> this was one of those pops. I didn't know if I'd ever own it. I wanted to own it, but I didn't know if I'd ever own it. So we found these stickers, and let's show this off real quick. So, I was like, did your hands finally stop shaking? Vince's hands—he's tracking the prices, and his hand is like shaking. You know why? why? Listen, we buy boxes from the community all the time. Like we've done this for almost three years now, and we've done okay here and there. Honestly, I just want to do it to support. The, we've pulled a couple tap hits from the boxes before. That might have been my favorite one that we've ever pulled. One of the primary themes of ToyCast is that we focus on times past. We are who we are today because of the nostalgic memories and experiences from our childhood. Obviously, we wouldn't be doing this podcast if it weren't for the toys that make us so addicted to nostalgia. Times Past Collectibles in Chicago, Illinois is your primary go-to collectible store to reclaim the toys that drove those memories and experiences. Specializing in action figures from all of your favorite toy lines like Star Wars, G.I. Joe, He-Man, Transformers, Silverhawks, Ghostbusters, TMNT, Mask, and more, get your dose of nostalgia with a shop run by collectors for collectors. Whether you are looking for loose G.I. Joe, Ice Cream Soldier, a packaged Leonardo, recent Star Wars Black Series figures, or an AFA-graded Boba Fett, Times Past Collectibles is bringing you back to your childhood. Visit the shop at 1450 North Ashland Ave in Chicago, just two blocks south of Ashland and North Ave. Call the shop at 847-830-1031 or email timespasscollectibles1982 at gmail.com. You can also find them on Facebook. Just search Times Past Collectibles because, folks, it's past time that you get your collectibles. And we're back. We are back with the poppin' duo Vince and Bree here on ToyCast. All right, question 21. You already alluded to it, Bree. Here's the Toy Box Challenge. You get one 18 by 18 by 18 box, and I assume this is inches. I don't know. My buddy Josh made this question up. Only toys you can keep have to fit in the box. What can you pack into it? My Disney Funkos. 
you can pack all of them into that? No. No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So so which ones would you put in first over the others? My Mickey Mouse and my Haunted Mansion. The Pop Town? Can I fit all that in Is that what you're you're taking? You hate the large pops and that's what you're (laughs) My Mickey Mouse. My haunted mansion ones. I don't know. Oh, your haunted man. Oh, all of your haunted. Oh, mansion. you're oh, okay. I mean, not the pop. Overflow the box. Does the box have to be sealed? I, I <laughs> no, don't know. No, no, it's just I don't, I don't can like fit like inside the box per se. I I mean, if you want things that yeah, it's up to you. I mean, whatever you can fit. Like it doesn't. You know, you don't have to have the lid on it. But I, I don't think anyone wants to walk down the street after their house burns down with a box of toys that is overflowing and you can't manage it, but it is what it is. What about you, Vince? Me, I would grab as many as my Masters of the Universe pops that I could fit. And I'd probably start with the older ones, Skeletor, He-Man, who am I thinking of right now? Uh, Hordak. I'd probably grab Webster. Mm -hmm. And... I'd be close to probably filling up the box at that point. Obviously, I'd grab my square glow as well. And if I could grab any other ones and make them fit, overflowing or not, I would do that as well. <laughs> very cool, very cool. So I've had a lot of Funko Pop people on lately, and I'm hoping to have a few more on in the future. And we kind of buried this question on purpose because most of the toy collectors I've talked to really aren't fans, but... Question 22, are you a Funko fan? Well, duh. (laughs) We are a little bit. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So what was the first thing about Funko that you each liked? When we first started collecting, I think that, and I'm kind of speaking for you here. We started collecting the mystery minis. Honestly, I think it's probably why we started liking the sodas as much as we did. We really started collecting the mystery minis because we liked the idea of getting, we had Disney mystery minis and final mations were like the first. That's things. a good book. We our first collection probably when the kids were how old were they? Two and four. Two and four. We first started with uh, Disney final mations the first time that we went down to Disney World, mm-hmm. and those were very similar to the Funko mystery minis, mm-hmm. and it kind of was the gateway from final mations. We went to mystery minis, mystery minis. We went to Funko Pops and. Yep so on and so forth. So, yeah, I think that's kind of where we started and what we liked about it. Very cool, very cool. Yeah, they've done some interesting things over the years, both with Pop and out of Pop, and I just... I cannot get behind sodas. I just can't. Sodas are one of those things. People, you know what? You're not the first person I've heard say that. They're one of those things you either love... And I think, it, like like I said, I think with us, we kind of started with the Mystery Minis first. So we already yeah. liked that aspect of it yeah. and the chase aspect of it. And when, you, when you're when you a Funko Pop collector, you realize uh-huh. real quick, especially if you keep them in the box, how much room they take. So the sodas are a nice alternative, let's call it, even though we collect both yeah. pretty simultaneously. Yeah. But what, what's your hesitation on sodas? Well, okay, so... It's right here to my left, and it was a gift from Beard of Pop. So I have Blacklight, Kate Bishop, 
only at Target with Lucky. So looking at a Funko Pop, I can see the figure in the box, but most of the boxes, most of them now, have unique designs or have, like, like black lights specifically. It's, it's not your traditional white Funko box, obviously. Right. You can see the figure inside. With a soda, it's a can with art that I love the art on the cans of what figure could potentially be inside because the sodas, like you mentioned, are also all about the chase. And I am sorry, I am not bankrupting. I am not. There are certain chases I like, but I don't. There are certain regular, just common Funko Pops that are better. Specifically, KFC, the Colonel. That chase is so stupid. It's him with a cane, whereas the original common is him with a bucket. If you want an ad icon of Colonel frickin' Sanders, you want him holding a bucket of chicken, not caning people. Mm -hmm. So that's my hesitation with sodas is that I would have to open them to see the figures. I would have to keep the figures. like, Like I said, I currently have three, and two of them are oversized, you know, like... But with Pops, it's like, oh, this is cool. If I want to take it out of the box, I can take it out of the box. But if I don't want to take it out of the box, I can just admire it in the box, and it's cool. But with sodas, you can't do that. So that's my hesitation with it. Now, yeah, I will I, say – go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, no. Go for it. Go for it. So the last thing I'll say is that the only thing that I like about sodas now is because I think they're a cool way to collect them is the three liters. Now, I'm not going to go crazy with the three liters, but I have always, when it comes to Funko Pops, it's always been characters that I gravitate towards or colors that I gravitate towards. So with three liters, I blame Jim. It's all damn rock and roll's fault. I blame Jim for a lot of things. We blame him for everything. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But I went ahead and I grabbed the three liter Maleficent. I don't mm-hmm. care about hunting for the chase. I'll go broke hunting for a damn chase. And the chase of her is just added flames. That doesn't matter to me, but that. Oh, Mike, later. you got to see Maleficent in person. The three. No, I, yeah, oh, it's pretty. It's yeah, really no, pretty. I've, I've seen videos of you guys. I've seen videos of Jim doing it. I've seen Slapshot Pops doing it. I've seen, you know, Trist Top Pops. I've seen everybody doing it. Hence why I bought the damn thing. I even sent Jim a message and I said, oh, by the way, this is all your fault because I, you know, I bought it and I'm just waiting. As of this recording, I'm waiting on it to get here. But the reason why I like three liters over the regular size soda is is they don't look like tiny chibi. Th- that dragon is huge. It's like a six inch pop. It's like, you know, oh, yeah. there's more detail to it. Whereas the regular tiny sodas, they try to. And they do the best job that they can. And I'm not trying to criticize any of the people, the sculptors or anybody that works on them. But they do the best job they can to squeeze in as much detail as they can into these tie. Like, that's what, yeah, sodas. Ugh. Not your not your bag. <laughs> no. You know what? The sodas, so for me, I think uh-huh. some of the reasons why you don't like them is the reason I do like them. I like <laughs> that you have to take them out of the can and display that. I wish... Sometimes I wish I wasn't an inbox collector, but at the same time, if what, dusting is one like I'm the same way. I don't would not want to take all of these mm-hmm. out of the box for get value or anything like that. Yeah, I just wouldn't be able to keep them all out. 
But the way we're able to display our sodas, you get the best of both worlds, yep. in our opinion. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we display the cans with it. The reason I yeah. don't like the so uh, the three liters is again the opposite back the other way. The the three liter bottle is too huge mm-hmm. for us. There's no yeah. way I could display that. And and I don't have a place to put them where they won't get dust on them. Right. And I'm not dusting them all. Right. It's not happening. No, that's why we have those. We just have a couple that we leave out. Like most of our stuff it's is like in. It's the 10 inch pops. You love them. They look great. They're easier to dust though because they're bigger. But I don't want to dust it all. I, I'm so, right there with you. So, but so I, I have a suggestion for the for the bottles themselves. Take Maleficent, please. If you're gonna, you know, keep her out of the bottle, you put her on a shelf or you put her on whatever you're gonna put her on. You take the bottle, you close it back up, and you put it in the bottom drawer of the refrigerator. You. <laughs> <laughs> You would need it may to, not be in the refrigerator, but it is put away. It, those <laughs> bottles are a lot bigger than I thought they would be. But, you know, I They're mean, huge. if people can display those too, that's that's great. But, you know, it's the beauty of it. I, it's the beauty of collecting. Like I said, you know, everything that you don't like them for, we like them mm-hmm. for. And I, I think that that's, that's kind of the beauty of Funko. Yep. You know, they've got some stuff that I could care less about, but other people love them. And then there's other collect- collectibles out of that or certain lines, like... The black light's a good example. I don't care for the black light, but other people want every single one of them. So, and I kind of love that about it. I love that it, there's a range of people loving this and not loving that, but you're able to still kind of come together and talk about all those different different things and what you like and don't like about them. Yeah, and it goes back to their their slogan: "Everyone is a fan of something." Yeah, and that's that's a perfect slogan for. It. And generally, I don't like the black lights either. There have only been two, maybe three, two. Try to, besides Kate Bishop, I've seen two other ones that I absolutely love, and I actually bought another one, which would be. But yeah, I'm not out to to collect because. What is is it the is it the Falcon one? Some of them have blue faces, and I'm yeah. like, oh god, what is going on with those colors? Like, oh god. Yeah. yeah, we got out of the Marvel ones pretty quickly, and then I just didn't collect a lot of the other ones. I mean, I have a couple still, but yeah. then the horror ones started coming out, and I didn't realize my daughter had her yeah. uh, them up in her room, and <laughs> she has the black light on them like yep. all the time during the the Halloween during season. Halloween, yeah. They look amazing. They I do. mean, if you got the right way to display them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She did a, a short on all of the Nightmare Before Christmas, like the mini ones from the calendar that someone had sent oh, us uh, as a gift. And they look so cool in black light they do. because they're kind of like that scary, creepy, and like the lighting's creepy on them. And that looks awesome. Yeah. I will say, black light, hands down, though, that's the best kind of way to display them. If you're going to have them, you have to display you them. You got to have light. them displayed the right way. Yep. It's funny you all mentioned that because last episode's guest, Michael Osiello, I, I told him about this whole, like, I'm not really that into the overall of the black lights. And I, and he's like, well, if you like that one, why don't you just get, because I live in a one bedroom apartment. I live by myself. I have plenty of wall space, at least so far, because I haven't actually hung up any pictures or anything like that yet. But he's like, oh, just take a wall. Buy about 50 of them, buy a couple of purple black lights, and, and just shine them on Kate Bishop. I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. I don't know if I want a wall of – I love the pop. I do. I, I love it, and I love that I have one of them. I don't know if I want 50 Kate Bishops with Lucky with uh, 
with a oh, giant black light. Paper. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> that one. There you go, Funko. Make black light wallpaper. You do everything else. You do pop pins. You, like the pop pins. If I if I wanted, I would want those as magnets, not pins. Yeah, like, the pin- take, take the, the same are- design that they are, but make it a magnet instead of a pin. I, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised that that's coming, and I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> on the wallpaper. They announced last year that they were doing uh, wrapping paper. Yes. Yeah, they did not. Oh, yes, they did. Yes, they did. So, oh, my. Wallpaper. Hey, we're almost we're almost there, really. If now, you look why at do walls I feel right the now, need to go out and find this, this wrapping paper now all of a sudden? We're going to have Thanks to find it this year. <laughs> <laughs> we got our first well, ornaments. <laughs> that's the, yeah. They started last year with the wrapping paper, and now they're like, hey, by the way, we're going to be teaming up with Hallmark, and you're going to get ornaments. You can get a... Optimus Prime or I'm like, I don't even have a Christmas tree. Leave me alone. Well, I, my Skeletor ornament will be hanging proudly on my Christmas tree. It was not <laughs> and Optimus might be coming right behind that. Uh, yeah, you saw that the other day at the store. <laughs> yes, it did. We're yep. looking for Halloween costumes and Vince's by the ornaments looking at Optimus. Yeah, I got lost in Walmart. Yeah, it's yeah, apparently the the wrapping paper is. I think it's a Walmart. Why would it be a Walmart exclusive? But yes, it's. Uh, huh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm. Guess I need to go to Walmart. Uh, <laughs> and that's when, why they do you know, it. Like me. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It's like I almost every day. Karen and I were even if we didn't need to go, we would just go and like. I don't know. It's weird. Walmart's crazy. All right. What was the most money you spent on a toy? Hmm. What is the most? It would definitely be a Funko Pop. What is the most I have spent so far? I was going to say, it's not going to be me. Not even close. No, it's definitely not. No, I'm I'm cutting you right out because I know you. Yeah, you definitely aren't the one that probably spent the most. You know, I've never made a gigantic. Well, it depends on what you consider gigantic on a piece of plastic. I guess so. The most money, basically, like if you're paying over a hundred dollars for a figure, that's like the most. Like anything over that is, you know, like yeah. Tell us, Vince. what is okay, that? Well, how, my, how much have you spent? We've got a, <laughs> listen more than a couple. More than a couple will qualify for the over the hundred. Yeah. Nothing on nothing above five hundred, and I honestly, I don't think I've ever spent three hundred. I think probably the most I've ever spent on one item so far, and I would yeah. have to probably rack my brain a little bit. It actually might be something we haven't opened yet, but it it it's here. Just I'm I'm breaking this to to Brie right now. Yeah, you mm-hmm. like how he breaks these things to me. I would say it was. Oh, by the way, you know what? It was probably two fifty or less, two hundred and fifty or less. I don't think I've spent any more than that on one single item. So it's not cool. crazy. Well, well yeah, I'm crazy. Some people. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to be getting this, but I'm glad he's gone down in value because the last time I looked at the Purple Haze Jimi Hendrix Funko Pop, he was over four thousand oh, yeah. dollars. Oh, and yeah. he's wow. now at six sixty, according to six hundred and sixty dollars in the Funko app. Really? <laughs> yeah, he's gone down in price a lot. Yeah, because the and and it's funny because a lot of the ones that end up like. Uh, what it took them forever to add the 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 fun the is it Funko whatever one that was Prince Adam 
I forget which uh, the the Freddie Prince Adam that they just re- I forget which convention that was. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Yep. But I think it was like, like maybe 2016. Yeah. No no no. It was it was this year. It was uh the oh, the, the Freddie is oh the yeah. Prince Adam, not the He Man. Yeah. The, the Prince yeah, Adam. No yeah. no no. Yeah. Okay. So whatever convention that was, I think that was, oh no, it was their Blacklight Battle convention thing. Whatever yes. whichever one that was. What what is crazy to me is I don't think they have added any of the mascots like i like a lot of these pops that people talk about that are over a thousand dollars in value they're not even listed on yeah. the app so honestly we never use the funko app because of that we only use hobby db and pop mm-hmm. price guide because of that uh, the funko app has been i mean for yeah. years it, it's got some value to it like i like some aspects of it but we don't use it for cataloging our collection at all because yeah. of that they they're not you would think that the company that's producing it would be, but they're really, they're getting their information from pop price guide anyway, or hobby yeah. DB. So that's definitely the one that we use. And usually there's still some, you're not going to find a hundred percent accuracy in there either, but uh, they're definitely better than, than the Funko app. Yeah. So on the flip side of the most expensive, and this will probably be a brain answer, I think, because she's the deal maker. What was the cheapest toy you bought, or what was the best deal you got for a figure? Let's see. Mm, best deal. I don't know. I paid like less than five bucks for a couple of them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, our. I'm trying to think of like if we. I don't know why, for whatever reason, it's popping in my brain. I'm sure there's other things too, but uh-huh. uh, the uh, clown from the from the train, <laughs> the ghost clown, Funko Pop. Oh, okay. We got for retail. We got it for 15 bucks off the Funko Shop. I think yeah. that's like 160 dollars now. Mm-hmm. So that wow. that's a good deal for us because it's one that we're keeping. Yep. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. What modern and or vintage toys are you collecting right now outside of Funko? I like Disney Legos. That's my, my go-to. Yeah, you've been getting the Loungefly bags, which oh, I yeah. wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily call those toys, but you're you're you and Gabby are big into Legos. Yeah. I mean as much as me, if not more. You guys build no, more. I probably s- like them more than you do. You guys have built honest. more sets over the last five years than yep, I have absolutely. by far. So <laughs> And then for me, you know, I'll collect anything Masters of the Universe or Marvin the Martian. Like if I see little figures come out or something like that, I'll pick them up of both of those. Yeah, him and his Illudium Pew 32 space modulator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Marvin. I actually have a – I used to be able to do the voice. I have a buddy of mine that can do the voice pretty good too, but – there's nobody like Mel. May the man rest in peace as he has been for years now. Yes. <sighs> do you visit toy shows or conventions? When you visit toy shows or conventions, do you have a typical methodology? Do you bring a certain amount of money for what you're searching for, etc.? We do. We we do both. Uh, do we have a method to our madness when we... No, it's just madness. It really is, right? <laughs> and look and see if there's something we no like. No game or plan. We can find. 
yeah, typically no game plan. Which is the exact opposite of everything. We, like the way we attack everything else in life is the exact opposite. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm just thinking, I'm, this is a revelation We're very right calculated now. with everything we do, except Super. for Funkos apparently. Yeah, Funko Pops. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and toy collecting is, yeah, we're just, yeah, you're right. That's we're not we're, we're semi-frivolous, I guess you could say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What do you think it is about our generation that causes our childhood toys to mean so much more to us than, say, for instance, our parents' generation? Do you mind if I answer this? I have a theory behind this. Go for it. I have no clue. I feel like it's not, it's not over-consumed like the way everything is now. Like when we back in the day, like G.I. Joe would come out and I, from what I remember in the morning, I could watch it before school. And maybe that was when I was younger, younger. But yep. other than that, like cartoons, like Looney Tunes and even like the Nina, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like early 90s, you couldn't just get access to all this stuff. Yeah, right. But in comparison to our parents' age. Well, like, our they parents' didn't age. Have cartoons. Oh, to our parents' age. Really? I was talking to my kids' age. I didn't no. listen to your question that great, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> I, okay, you know that about me. <laughs> to our parents, you know what? Did they have? I don't think it was commercialized be, before us. There wasn't. There yeah. were the first ads. There wasn't as many cartoons on TV. Don't you feel like we were marketed to way higher? Oh yeah. Like in the eighties. Oh yeah. Then. I mean, I wasn't around in the early 70s or early 60s or anything like that, so I wouldn't know. But I think maybe we were just marketed to more. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Between the shows lining up with the TVs or um, or the shows lining up with the toys. And And they made a huge deal out of, like, Saturday morning cartoons. So, like, every Saturday morning cartoons, everybody dropped everything, and every kid was sitting in front of their TV watching cartoons on Saturday morning. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's maybe the reason why the younger generation, and you know what, maybe the younger generation is going to be tied to this stuff when they get older, but maybe that's why the older generation's not. They just weren't marketed to as hard. And now kids can watch it anytime, every time, and I don't think it means much. Not the stuff. And and the thing with with the current generation, like with y'all's kid, with y'all's children, it's like, you know, 40, 50 years from now, those iPads batteries are going to give out. You're going to need something, you know, in physical form, you know, like, (laughs) of course, you know, 40 or 50 years from now, Apple might just insert something into our heads to just have in-vision iPad. You know, you just have to buy a wire. Yeah. Wire that costs maybe $1,000, but it's just a wire. We're all going to end up in the Matrix, folks. We really are. I think we're heading there. I mean, look at like, uh, you know, just to bring back into the Funko talk, you got the NFTs that they've released now. Oh. You're already starting to to get to that to that point. Now, I don't think that that's going to catch on for a collectible type of thing. But 15 years from now, 10 years from now, who says that that's where everybody's going to be collecting everything? It's a younger kids type generational it's thing. Right. Yep. The horror, just just the no. horror of the. Look, I, I I have to say this every episode, but I just want the damn pot. I don't care if it's a get. Well, I kind of do. I, I have an issue with GameStop nowadays. Their sticker should not look like a damn stop sign. Yeah. Anyway, I, I don't like your new sticker. Uh, yeah, but like specifically to the NFTs, I don't care about most of them. But they put some of the Transformers characters in NFTs, and I'm mm-hmm. like, 
damn it, I just want the like I want that six inch devastator. I want the gold Optimus Prime. I want the hot rod. Why are you putting that behind something that's fake that I can't actually have in my physical hand? <sighs> yeah, it's basically a good way for them to sell a lot of stuff to get to yeah, I it it kind of sucks the way that it has to happen, but yeah. I get their point on it. You got to figure it's kind of like video games though nowadays. If they can do it all digitally, they mm-hmm. never actually have to physically make anything or put any money into making anything, and they sell it. Yeah, it's they the same gotta concept. make some, but yeah, you're right. God, I feel like we're all in Lawnmower Man too, and this is all virtual reality. Yikes! Yep. <laughs> oh boy. So, what is your motivation for purchasing toys to display, play, fiddle? Describe your collecting style. Are you a completionist, a storyteller, cherry picker, or otherwise? I am a completionist. We are, yeah, we've, we definitely are completionists, but we complete lines and like, yeah, we're, we're completionists and we're display. I mean, we don't really play with anything for the most part. So everything's display and yeah, we'll collect, uh, sets. Like we'll have our, we got Moana. We've got, I could start looking around the room here. Ad icon. (laughs) Our ad icons, which that's kind of almost impossible to be complete completionist with, but our Pac-Man set over there. So yeah, we're more set collectors. Mm. Yeah. And you're only collecting the stuff that you, you know, you're not, collecting if you don't like something why would you buy a fig a toy of it like right exactly have you ever purchased a toy for a child with the ulterior motive of playing with it yourself we're both gonna say yes right (laughs) (laughs) we bought the kids legos when they're way too little to play with legos right i mean (laughs) not gonna lie i might have bought legos when my kids are probably way too little to play with legos actually no duplo legos were the best because it was like they were able to play with them, but I still really just wanted to build them. Let's yeah. be honest. Yeah, Legos. We definitely we've justified some purchases <laughs> with the the kids in mind. Yeah. So yes, I would definitely say that we both are guilty of that. And let's just be honest. Now I don't even try to say it's for the kids. I just buy it for myself. You do. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever purchased a vintage toy for a child because you thought it would be fun based on your own preferences? That I don't no. think so. I don't think that we have. You know, in say, you I don't know, think they'd appreciate it. So no. I'm gonna go back to, I want to go back to the earlier question. Now, now that we're talking about this, oh boy. Uh-huh. the most expensive thing that we ever bought was the Disney castle that's sitting in the other room right now. Oh, and you bought that. I, I, I might have. I might have. Listen, I tried to find a deal for two years. I couldn't. We found a yeah. So it's just a so really that was probably the most purchase. expensive toy that we ever bought. But it'll be displayed though. So it will be displayed. Whenever we get I'm still, not, I'm still trying to figure out who's going to dust it. It might you know. take another three years to find the time to build it, but uh, you know, in, in three years we're going to have. Uh, that's what you need, Bree. That's what Roomba needs to do. Instead of doing the robot vacuums, they need robot dusters. Yes. Oh, if they had that, <laughs> man, it'd that be all would, over down I, here. I, yeah, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> Come on, Roomba, get on it. All right, where are we? Okay, do you do any toy modifications or customs, painting, building, building dioramas? I have. Yep, you have. Not me. No, you're not. I'm not creative like that. Let's just be honest. Yeah, customs, I've done a handful of them. Yeah. Yeah. 
I feel and, like they've turned out and okay. And you've a really good job on them. Yeah, they're all right. He's very artistic. He doesn't give himself credit for like how artistic he actually is. But he's done a really good job with them. I think he could sell them. But it's okay. just kind of time we, to do it. You know what? We've I done only, them for charity, mostly. We've done them for charity. I've only kept one. I've only kept one. Everything else we've auctioned off for charity, I yep. think. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. So with that and the artistic, I have to ask, where did the channel logo come from? What's the story behind the Poppin' Duo channel logo? The logo, I I did the logo 100% myself. Uh-huh. And Bree and uh, Gabby are the ones. I'll give you guys the credit. You guys came up with the name. Yeah. Because I remember we were going through all kinds of names, and my names were way worse. Yeah. You guys came up with that name. like, And at that point, we didn't. At that time, it was just Vince and Gabby, really, that right. were doing it. It was a different so was duo of, at that time. And then Luca and I kind of jumped on board a little bit later after we started realizing there were things that we liked and we appreciated. So Right. But why that does not why the shark bullet? Because it okay, looks like that's a shark bullet. So the shark bullet, I the sh- it's a play on we are military. more yeah, so we support a military charity pretty much. Our logo right from the get go was red, white, and blue. And as the as the channel developed and we started to gain some followers and that kind of thing, really back before we even had a thousand subscribers, we used to do uh, charities every month that we could raise. And we were at the time we were raising like 30 bucks, 50 bucks a month. You know, we most, still do it. We still do month. it. It's so yeah. through our patron program, we donate a portion of all of the money that is uh, pledged to us. We yep. donate partial of that partial of our YouTube money. Uh, we do dog, charity dog tags during our auctions, usually once a month as well. And we'll pick a different military charity so that's a long way to say that we're trying to stay kind of military themed with everything that we do. So the, the bullets kind of throw back to like the pin art of uh, the pinup art from like back in the seventies, mm-hmm. uh, that kind of thing with the, the bombs that used to have like the sharp tooth faces to it and that kind of thing. So that's where that right. ties in. with. Very cool. Very cool. Do you think toy companies should specifically have adult collector toys, child toys, or find a way to mix both? All of the above. Yeah, I feel like. Well, I feel like <laughs> some of it they kind of they kind of do. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of stuff that I could see kids being into that adults are going to collect, and mm-hmm. you know, Funko Pops are a great, uh, you know, great Example thing right there because both of our kids have their own collections, but they also like some of the stuff that we collect. We like some of the stuff they they collect, so. It's, I mean, family-wise, it w- it's been a great way to just kind of interact with all of our, uh, you know, all of our... Different interests. Different interests. Yeah, it's been kind of cool. Very cool, very cool. Do you have a My Parents Got Rid of My Toys story? I've got the opposite. My mom, like, if I didn't tell her to get... It's my own fault. I'll blame 100% myself. She mm-hmm. tried to give me my toys back probably... 1200 times and she saved everything i did finally get a big bag of our star wars stuff but it was i think from my when my brothers were younger Mm -hmm. because that was it was from like the mid 90s it wasn't like the original star wars stuff which man do i wish i had that so let's just say though vince's little brothers some of the stuff just never made it past them so there wasn't a chance for it to be gotten rid of before it was 
gotten rid of, if you know what I mean. What do you mean? <laughs> Some of the toys were destroyed. Oh, destroyed. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure mine were destroyed, too. And probably why I didn't keep them. It's not like it kept... No, we played with everything, so... Yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I don't know. I kept everything until I didn't want it anymore, and then I got rid of it. And I don't know. Barbies and stuff like that, they've evolved in how they look. So I don't even yeah. think my kids would like them or want them or... Yeah, Gabby yeah. was never into She Barbies. She liked Barbies for a very short period of time. Very it short. wasn't anything she like majorly got into, so... No. Yeah, I don't, I don't know with Barbies and with maybe, like you guys said, for me, toys have always been a, not a generational thing, but it's always been a timeline of like, right. I remember there's, there, 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 there's one picture of me as a kid where I have, I've told this story before, but y'all haven't heard it. I have the original 1982 Castle Grayskull. Mm-hmm. I have the, Mask rave the the opposite of the Thunderhawk. So the Mask Raven car parked next to it with Dick Tracy, Captain Planet, James Bond Junior. Like I had all these various things. So for toy lines, for me, it's like an evolution of a timeline. So Masters of the Universe was eighty two to eighty five with the toys. Transformers was eighty. Well, it's still going on, but the original Generation One stuff was eighty four to eighty seven, eighty eight. Yeah. Yep. You know, Turtles was, I mean, again, Turtles, even though it's still going today, it was like 87 to 96 or whatever kind of thing. So it's always been an evolution of, oh, this, play with this, play with that, play with this, play with that. Yep. So, yep. You know. <sighs> and because I come from divorced parents, I kept the he- most of the heroes at my mom's house and the villains went to my dad's house. Of course, that didn't really work out in my favor since he sold the Snake Mountain I had. Oh, oh ouch. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sorry. Six hundred dollars without a microphone? No thanks. Yeah, no. <laughs> I understand why they took it out. Yeah, I understand with the new Snake Mountain why they took it out, and I liked that they took it out. But yeah, if you're trying to have people relive their childhood, they need that microphone. Yeah, it's a mark. Yeah. Do you feel you're coming to the end of your active collecting? If so, what has signified this phase for you? Was there ever a moment when you were done with toys altogether? No, I think we're still we're still all in. We're yeah, we're in the midst of it right now. We have uh I mean, we have fun doing the YouTube channel as well, but I mean, honestly, like it's not just for I think like, sometimes it's the thrill of the chase of trying to find it even. Yeah, like and yeah, you know what I mean? Like we we have a good time with it still. We don't do it just for for YouTube. Like we're actual collectors. Like yeah, no, oh no, yeah, no. I'm not saying I'm yeah. I'm I wouldn't have people on here for just the fact that they were doing a YouTube right. channel, right? No, well, <laughs> exactly. No, we're definitely we're we're in the midst of it. Let's put it that way. We're yeah. definitely not uh, we're not close to the end. I don't think uh, at this point at all. We yeah. still are having no. a lot of fun with it. I wouldn't have let you turn my basement into what it is. I, you know what? That's 100% correct. Ladies and gentlemen, did you hear what she just said? Quote, I will not let you turn my basement. Uh-huh. What were you going to do with the basement if it didn't turn into the Pop and well, Duo studio? Say, before it turned into Funko threw up all over the basement, <laughs> it, was, it was a hockey basement. That's how we met. That's okay. love. He loves it. 
it, it was kind of like a man cave in a way. And I was I was really, really good with that, to be honest. She was actually more – yeah, no, 100% you were. I So I had jersey. I had framed jerseys and artwork all down here. Mm-hmm. She was partially upset. Not partially. You were pretty upset really that upset. that stuff was coming down. I was really so upset. You're probably let's, not, let's not sugarcoat yeah. it. I was like, excuse me? You're taking the hockey jersey like, why are you down? taking the hockey jersey No, down? that's my hockey that, – that's mine. Why are you taking that down? Don't touch my stuff. What are you doing? Your stuff. Some of it was mine. Uh, yeah. Okay. But now it's now, now it's, it's ours, and now it's ours. <laughs> there's still there's still a hockey jersey up. We it's got a pop one. force one hockey yeah, jersey. We got now. one jersey. <laughs> so the next new video coming for Christmas, you guys are gonna be you know skating into the camera, right? We're thinking no to that. <laughs> We'll leave that for John in Slapshot Pops. He's, he's a better skater. I can already listen. I play goalie, so I can already tell he's a better skater than me. And I will fly right into the camera. And I played no rules hockey where you could trip people. So I don't know how much. We <laughs> oh no! You played street hockey. Oh god! That was yeah. So that's, you, yeah, that, that's awesome. Yeah, there's there's not enough hockey talk online. I mean, I know there is, and I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of certain groups and things like that, but. I don't know. I'm going to get their story eventually, but when I found John and Joanna, I was like, oh, they're in Boston. I grew up. I was born in Stoughton. I grew up an hour and a half south of Boston in Kingston. So Boston sports are are everything. And those Bruins, man. Whew. Yep. And I can't find anybody on any of these Funko Pop purchases. I don't care if it's Whatnot or Mercari or even – I cannot find anyone that has an entire Boston Bruins Funko Pop set because Funko doesn't – they're like, oh, these are NHL Pops. Like, please, give just like the YouTube thing with the whole channel sort thing and f- give me more filters. Give me a thing where I can – I type in Boston Bruins into the Funko app. It's like, oh, what? <laughs> yeah, some of that stuff, it gets a little bit – it's a little wonky. Yeah, very, very wonky. What is something that does not have a toy of it you would love to have in toy form? Hmm. Something that doesn't have a toy form that I like in toy form. We've been asked like similar questions like this before, and I don't know. I can't even remember what my answer would have been. You know what? I'll just go off of, I'm going to go back to the Funko stuff that we collect. That I would like to see, we collect all of the myths, the mythical mm-hmm. creatures. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see more of those turned into Funko Pops. Because I feel like they got away from those. So I'd like to see more of those. What about you, Bree? I have no clue. Are you drawing, like, <laughs> you're drawing, I'm like, drawing a blank right? here? I don't know. Would you like to tag team onto my myths? No. No, you won't even I mean, do that. Yeah, that's cool. You'd rather but... say no answer than get behind my <laughs> answer. I get how that works. Ladies and gentlemen, marriage counseling, yes. no one. <laughs> we just are very, we're we very. We agree to disagree We agree sometimes. to disagree sometimes. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, and I say this every episode. I mean, there have been plenty of toys of this character that I'm going to mention, but going back to question 34 about stopping or whatever, I can safely say, even though there are pl- currently right now, there are so many Funko Pops that I actually want that have come out that I don't have because I don't have the money to get them all kind of thing. But like 
I could safely say that I would stop buying Funko Pops if they made Alf. All is they have to do is make Alf, and I will be happy. Alf, do they have? And now that they know that, they're never going to make it. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny because they're like, you know, right before I tweet, because every so often it's like, oh, ask, you know, hashtag ask Funko, ask us stuff on Twitter or wherever. And uh, I asked them about that. Like, we can neither confirm nor deny. And I'm like, oh, well, at least it's not a no. But it's like, it would be the super, they already have the wacky wobbler. Why don't they? is what it is what is a toy you'd love to have scaled up and functional for the real world hmm oh sheesh i don't know these these questions are getting tough here yeah this that's the upper one what would you want scaled up um i have no clue are you looking around the basement right now trying to get, like, ideas? I mean, would it not be pretty awesome to have a scaled-up Transformer that, like, actually turns into a car? Hun, I think you just knocked that question out of the park. I'll be honest with you. But that's yeah. the only thing I can think of. Yeah, I would love a real-life Transformer. Like, like a real-life Bumblebee. I would like to hop up right in Optimus Prime's chest. And right? Say, yes. I, you know okay. what? That's my answer. Uh, you killed it. Sure. I'm taking your answer. I love that. <laughs> I can get behind that answer. The insurance premiums would be a nightmare, though. Oh, it would be <laughs> horrendous, I'm yeah. sure, but I would love it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right, folks. This is question 37 in a row. And since you're both here, I don't know how I'm going to reword this, but how have your spouses, significant others, mates, partners, etc., dealt with your collection? Doesn't say we're on board. I, I mean, I wasn't necessarily against it from the beginning. I just wasn't on board with it per se. Like, right. I guess I didn't understand what he was doing or what he was getting into and what Gabby was getting into. And I'm like, oh, they're having fun, whatever. Like, I'm good with it. Right. Now I actually enjoy like seeing his face or her face or Luca's face when they open up something that they really wanted or really liked. Like, it makes me happy to see them happy. Yeah, and you've yeah. always been pretty supportive. I mean, you weren't supportive with like decking the walls. Down yeah, here. I didn't want my basement turned into a bunch of Funkos. Exactly. But you, know, hey. but you know what? You've you've always been supportive, and yeah. I I've been supportive of your lounge flies. But really, how could I not be supportive of your <laughs> lounge flies? I mean, I look around here, and so you've gotten into we the lounge fly them. collecting. I use mine you every use single them. day. It is my purse, and so. I enjoy them for the same reason you enjoy the other stuff. I exactly. I. You get enjoyment out of it, and I enjoy that. So, which so do you do you switch them out, Brie, or do you just use one lounge fly? No, I switch them out. I was going to say, depending on however I'm feeling, like if a certain holiday is coming up, I might switch it to like a like for Halloween, I switch it to a more Halloween type bag. And like right now, I have um, my Mickey Mouse lounge fly that I bought when I was down in Disney just this past September. Um, Gabby has one of the other ones that she's using. So we, we change it out periodically. Yeah. You guys change them up quite a bit. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Toy collecting can have its struggles. What is one aspect that you tend to struggle with the most? I mean, I think what we probably struggle with the most is probably because, and this is YouTube's fault because (laughs) we do a YouTube channel and we open up mystery boxes Having to cycle through that stuff, because if I didn't have to sell any of the stuff, I'd prefer it. 
But at the same time, we have fun collecting that way because we're able to get stuff that, that we, we wouldn't get any other. We way wouldn't have got. We get to enjoy that, even if it's only. There's things that we open that we really enjoy, but they only mm-hmm. stay with us maybe for a week or two. But it's cool to have it, look at it, and then have to sell it. So I think just the constant shuffling. But that's it's part. Work. It's work, but it's part. Of, it's kind of part of the fun too. Like yep. with that work, you're getting the enjoyment of you know being able to see these things. Maybe keep them in the collection. We've kept stuff for a couple months before, and then we realize, you know what, it doesn't maybe fit, and we're going to have to move this. So sometimes it's just management. It takes up a lot of space, so it's just management of moving stuff around. I think that's the biggest drawback for us. On average, how many things from any of the mystery boxes that you buy are still in your collection now? That are in our collection now? We've built – I bet you we have – out of our collection now, I bet you it's 60 or 70% mm-hmm. that have come from mystery boxes. We, I mean, doing this for almost three years now, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, a lot of it has come from mystery boxes. We've also bought a lot and we've also sold a lot. We've, we've yeah. had yeah. stuff that we've, what we thought we were going to collect right for, like, I'll go back to my, I'm going to just say it again because I've said it a couple times before. <laughs> like I collected all the Venom line right from the beginning. Well, that Venom line now is over, I want to say it's over 50 pops deep. And like, mm-hmm. I'm at the point, I'm not collecting Venom pops anymore. So I have to start moving them out just because, and I loved them. And I got, yeah. you know, and some of them were retail, some of them were through mystery boxes, but you know, your, your taste change and we are kind of completionists. I know I'll never complete that line because I have no desire to have 60 Venom <laughs> as every single Marvel character ever created so you know you kind of switch things up so you know but we've kept a lot a lot of it very cool very cool yeah i can't do mystery boxes i need to like i want to go into a store and say or go online and say this is what like i just we were talking about the the funko sodas earlier and i this month i was able to purchase and I only grabbed him because and I don't have any Jordans yet, but I have the uh, the uh, the NBA shop version of Larry Bird. So it's the home jersey. It's the green green jersey, Larry Bird. And I'm like, oh, Funko Shop purple jersey, Magic Johnson. That makes sense. Johnson, uh, Magic versus Bird kind of thing and all that. So I've got that coming. I've got the soda coming. And I just because I'm a Batman fan, talk about something that needs to be scaled up and larger. I bought lights and sounds, Batman. <laughs> oh yes, the lights and sounds. I got a lights and sound Vader, and I every time I walk by him, I tap him on the head. Okay, so that's <laughs> what he plays with. That that is definitely one that I play with. <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh man, what is one positive and or negative memory you have with buying toys? Positive. You know, and that's one of the reasons I'll go back to mystery boxes real quick. What mm-hmm. mystery box. So we were able, and we did this video as a family. We all mm-hmm. opened up the box with a hat box ghost. Yeah. Which is, I don't know how much it, it's over a $600 pop. I think at this point we would have never, ever, ever bought. I've never would have spent that much on one item, but mm-hmm. we were able to pull that out of a mystery box. We got to share that memory all together when we opened it. So yeah. that, and like, that, that was, was the, like, I'll never forget that. You know what I mean? Yep. So it's like a memory. And then it's one of our most, you know, it's a, one of our f- favorite 
I think you said that was one of the ones that you take out if there was a fire yeah. here. You come and grab uh, the hat box goes. So that's probably like, and we've got so many different, I, we could go down a list of all those memories that we had that were good. Negative. What was, um, I don't know, I'm trying to think. What would be? I don't think anything's really a negative. I, no. I was going to say, it just sometimes you win, sometimes you lose when it comes to mystery boxes in regards to that mm-hmm. aspect. And I don't necessarily consider that, that a negative. It just is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, negative toy collecting wise, not, we've really not experienced like uh, negatives. I don't think. I mean, I'm, if if I thought here for another, I mean, you might minutes. have tossed a couple of pops when the box came and damaged. Maybe yeah, I mean, that a negative. That's a negative. Yeah, <laughs> get a busted up box. Yeah, yeah. The the, the intent. I, I I hate these videos. I t- I try my best not to watch them when I do see them. The intentional destruction. I'm like, don't, don't destroy the Funko Pop boxes. Don't destroy. Stop that. Don't. I do that. only Why have you- destroyed boxes that were completely destroyed. I my evil okay. Man. Yeah, no, but I'm saying yeah. like, yeah. There, but, but there's a couple of videos on oh, somewhere yep. that you know, like, and I'm not saying it's a postal worker, but it's before you even open. Like, if somebody shipped something to you, and. You just stepped on. I'm like, don't, don't, oh god, it just, yeah, it's just, that's just crazy. Yeah, willfully de- demolishing anything. I'm, yeah, it, I, I can't do it. I, I we've, we've got some boxes that are partially damaged. I can't even open those forcefully. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're already kind yeah. of damaged, and I won't. I can't do that. But yeah, there's been a couple that we've gotten that were completely smashed, and yeah, I might have tossed one of those. Yeah, or two. It's crazy. If you could create any toy, what would you want to create? So basically, Funko, Hasbro, Mattel, whatever. They give you the keys to the kingdom and you can do anything. You know what? <laughs> I'm overwhelmed already. <laughs> I, I could think of one thing. I would okay. love to see the original Voltron. Because that was... Uh-huh. I, we had the... The original Lions Voltron. I I don't I can't remember if it was made out of metal. I feel like it was made out of metal, just remembering how it held up. I yeah. like a bigger scale of that. Like I don't know how much bigger because that thing was pretty big, but like yeah. a bigger scale. And I know I'm going back to something that's already been made, but like a real high quality Voltron that you can put together and take apart. I would be behind that. And then I'm gonna probably find out that it exists. And have to go down that rabbit hole, but I, if that doesn't exist, that's what I would like to see come to fruition. All right, little Miss Overwhelmed, what do you got? Oh, I don't know. I was gonna say that's that's a tough one. <laughs> a Barbie Cadillac? No, no, I'm over the Barbie stuff now. At this point in my life, I've moved yeah. on. It would have to be something Disney wise, like just something totally cool, out of the box, something that no one has ever done yet. You just don't know what that is. I just don't know what it is. Have they done specifically to Funko? They haven't. I know that there is Space Mountain. I know they've done the train. I know they've done other. They haven't done Epcot yet, have they? No. No, Epcot not not as of yet. They do have uh, Space Mountain and Tower of Terror. Like like an Epcot that moves. 
<laughs> you hide on the inside and it lights up like the outside of the ball lights up and like the statue of Walt next to it and yep. wow. I want like I want it all. Yep. I'd like to see that. <laughs> that would be really cool. That would be awesome. All right. Last two questions. Here we go. What is the one piece of advice you would give the toy collecting fandom in general? Choose wisely. Yeah. Don't buy things just to buy things. Buy things that mean something to you. Value is in the eye of the beholder. That was absolutely. That was actually very good. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> not that I expect you not to give a good answer. <laughs> I expected a good answer. No, you know, I'm going to echo the same thing. I'm going to come from a Funko collector because okay. that's what we are. You have to be selective. I think at the beginning of our collecting journey, let's call it, mm-hmm. we were buying a lot more things that we loved, but like everything of it that we loved. Yeah. Where like Disney's a great example. Now we have like 62 princesses and we realize we don't need to have 62 princesses. Nope. 20 princesses are probably enough, right? So you learn that, yeah, you should really buy something that you're connected with and, you know, tr- maybe try to pace yourself because it can get out of hand pretty quick if you don't. Yeah. I'm, I'm just trying math in my head is really bad, folks. Let's see. 15 aerials, 15 bells, 15. I'm trying to think, like, how many actual Disney princesses there are versus how many actual. You're not that far. I don't think you're that far off with those. I try try to have, like, one of every princess because I think it's important for every princess to be represented in my Disney collection. That's even over 20. But that's, yeah, and that's even an enormous amount. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for me, it's like I want – like, okay, going back to Transformers and Funko, like I only have – okay, I only – I have two – I have technically three Optimus Primes, but one of them was Nemesis Prime, so it's a different character, Mm -hmm. sort of. But like I only – when Funko announced that they were doing Transformers and they announced the the GameStop Transformers G.I. Joe lunchboxes, and I'm like, ooh – the orange axe. I want the Optimus Prime with the orange axe. That's because I remember that, and I want Megatron with the purple mace and all that. I remember that scene from the first episode, and that's the Optimus that I wanted. I didn't really want the other general one with him with his gun or anything like that. However, when Amazon came out with the their metallic. exclusive, yeah, the metallic, the blue because it's metallic is a different color than. So I still have one representing classic Optimus, but like, like I said, I only have two of the, 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 the oversized ones. I have Soundwave because I was shocked with that. Yeah. With the little <laughs> disc. I love, I'm I, looking at I, was, right I, now. I was like, okay, Funko, you have the regular three, three or three or four inch sound waves. Fine. And then you go and have the 10-inch one, and I looked at that, and I know everybody was screaming at the time. I am so glad I did not overreact to the announcement of uh, Jumbo Soundwave, because when I got him, I was like, oh, everyone can calm the F down. You know why? Because he does technically come with four cassettes. Mm -hmm. It's just... The buzzsaw and because everybody was complaining that oh why does he only come with buzzsaw where's Laserbeak so I waited and I waited and I eventually got him at GameStop I bring him home I open him up oh Laserbeak is the reverse of buzzsaw that works that's great 
you don't need, you know, so, but, but yeah, I was shocked because I was like, oh my God, the door opens. Holy crap. Yeah. An actual functioning thing on a fun because Funko Pops don't do anything. They don't move. They don't. Okay, some. Uh, I said, uh, what is it? Uh, Star Wars and Marvel. Those bobble. But technically, like, like Mr. Soup Nazi over here, Yev, he's just standing there on the top of Unicron's head. He's like, I think, I think the heads do turn, if I remember correctly. But like, you know, they they don't do anything. So when Soundwave came in, I'm like, oh my god, this is so friggin' cool because. It does something that you didn't think it would do. Yeah, I, we I love Soundwave, and you know the the whole spiel that I just gave about like collecting and mm-hmm. like being whatever. I have every single Transformer, so I have all the variants of Optimus Prime. <laughs> I'm not missing any of the Transformer pops, and we're getting the Grail, and I believe that I have the four Legendaries. I got to double check out the NFTs, but so okay. Be selective, but I guess not that selective. <laughs> I can't be too big of a hypocrite here. Well, I mean, I, I don't even think it's being hypocritical. It, it's it's the thing of, like I said, like I say every episode. For me, it's about characters. And generally, I wasn't going to get that second Optimus Prime at all. I was fine with just having the one with the X because that's the one I really enjoyed. Like I don't have too many doubles. I have okay. Technically, I have two Darth Vaders, but one he's holding his fist, and the other one it's from Obi Wan. And I don't understand this, and maybe you guys can explain it to me. And I don't know if you have this one. Maybe I should ask John about this one. Eventually, I have him and Joanna on the Funko Shop one with him holding his fist. Mm-hmm. Even though I have it in a pop protector, feels very light. There is no weight to it. I get from my buddy Wes at Poppin' Off Toys, poppinofftoys.com, I get the the generic three-pack bundle of whatever the – Obi-Wan, Darth Vader, and Reva, the third sister. Mm-hmm. I go to pick up this Darth Vader. I'm like, why is this thing so heavy? It's not in a pop protector. I haven't taken it out. To, but I'm like, literally, that box is heavier than the – and I'm like, why? What did they do – I don't get it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have the three pack. I definitely have the Funko Shop one because I do have a good amount of Vaders. Another okay. Well, I've got several Vaders as well, so <laughs> and I could probably go down the list. But uh, yeah, I don't know that. I'm not not positive on why uh, yeah, there'd be a difference. That's crazy. All right, what is advice you'd give to kids who enjoy toys? Be your advice. Enjoy them. Yeah, appreciate them. Play Appreci- them. Yeah, Have appreciate them. Appreciate them is probably a great word. Like we'll tell that to our kids all the time. You yeah. know, appreciate this stuff. Like a quick little, like for Christmas, if the kids get a lot of toys, Bree was always good with hiding half of their toys that they would open up. They'd get to open all of them on Christmas. She'd hide them all up in the uh, closet, though. Yep. They'd completely forget about them, and then bring them out during the year. So they appreciated each one instead of getting bombarded with 40 different toys all at once. And then they yeah. were able to play with everything and appreciate that all the way through the year. That was yeah. one thing you were always really good with. Yeah. And- well, Gabby's birthday was also on Christmas. So she got like yeah. double the amount of what an average kid would get. Right. So it was one of those things of if you play with, if you pull it all out, you rip it out of the box, you play with it for two days and you move on to the next play toy and play with it for two days. You're not appreciating 
the time that someone put into buying it, you don't appreciate what the toy is in itself. So if I stuck them up in the boxes and then it was like rainy day came and they'd pull out a brand new toy and it was in the box and we'd be like, oh, this was from, you know, Nana and Papa. Or they would think it was like the greatest thing in the whole entire world. And they had already forgotten about it. But now they spent more time. They appreciate it. They played with it. They, you know, like the love of the toy was there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, folks, we're going to go to another quick ad break. You're going to hear some stuff and other things and all that good stuff. And we'll be back right after this. Because the world needs another movie podcast. The Geek Cast Radio Network presents for your listening pleasure, The Cinema Geek. Hosted by Amanda, Kevin, Matt, and Dan. Each week, we dive headfirst in the landscape of movies as we discuss movie news, play movie games, go in-depth on reviews, and even have a top ten countdown or two. Also, don't miss our director retrospective series, where we review noted director's movies, film by film. Bottom line is, if you love movies and love podcasts, you need to experience The Cinema Geeks. You can find us on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, or geekcastradio.com. Oh, hey, I got something! Since 2009, we have been the premier cartoon podcast here at the GeekCast Radio Network. We are TuneCast. From taking you beyond the cartoons we grew up with to seasonal saucy toon talk, and now we get the origins of toonsters everywhere as we ask guests... 30 questions about their cartoon watching experiences, plus so much more. Tooncast is back. Join me, TFG and Mike, and the rest of the GCR and crew as we give you all the tune talk you will ever need, only on the GCRN. And wherever you consume your podcasts, we are beyond good, beyond evil, beyond your wildest imagination. We are all tunes all the time here on Tooncast. Yeah. Do you know John Hyatt's songs? Maybe you know them from being covered by Roseanne Cash, Three Dog Night, The Neville Brothers, Emmylou Harris, Eric Clapton, B.B. King, Jeff Healy, Bonnie Raitt, or literally hundreds of others. Maybe you have some of his albums on your shelf, or in your cow-horned Cadillac right now. I'm Jesse Jackson. And I'm Sylvan Groff. And we're going to dive in from A to Z. Join us on the Perfectly Good Podcast. We're going to discuss all of your favorites and uncover some forgotten gems from Aces Up Your Sleeve to Zero House. Rate and debate every John Hyatt song on the Perfectly Good Podcast. Have Have a little little faith. faith. Hello, geeks and geekettes. Looking for a podcast that covers a vast array of topics? Then check out Altered Geek Unleashed, where we discuss our thoughts on this week's geeky news, tech, gaming, television shows, movies, cartoons, comics, and more. So, get altered, get geeky with the Altered Geeks, every Friday on the GeekCast Radio Network. All right, we are back here on ToyCast with Vince and Bree, the poppin' duo, We've mentioned your YouTube channel and all that stuff, but let everybody know where they can find you guys and what you've got coming up. This episode will air most likely right after Thanksgiving, so I don't know how far in advance you guys have the channel planned, but uh, give us a preview. Okay, so we have, yes, the the best way to find us, if you do a search on YouTube, The Popping Duo on YouTube, uh, and if you like unboxing videos, mystery boxes, Funko uh, collecting in general, I think that we're fun. We're fun to watch, right? 
I mean, I'm giving as up. someone who watches you. Yes, I can definitely, especially after the Halloween line. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> My, I will just tell you, go back to some of our older. We've got at least one or two older uh, Halloween videos. If you thought that was bad, you've seen nothing yet. Go back to about a year or two years ago. Uh, it was much worse, if that's telling you something. but uh, I don't know, man. That, that rat's nest, oh, man. Oh, no, it was worse. You'll see. You'll see. You, you can go back and check that. And everybody else, feel free to go back and check that. Me making a fool of myself on uh, YouTube. Uh, it happens you know, weekly. We, we pretty much do that. But say, we have fun. We have fun. We love it. We still have a good time doing it. You guys, I think anybody that goes out, uh, that watches our videos enjoys the camaraderie between us and our relationship now. Mm-hmm. We kind of let everything just, you know, we're pretty real. With I was going to say, it's, yeah. it's all other. out there. There's nothing that's hidden. Yeah, you know what I mean? I, and I think it's a, it's a fun time. So that's the best place to find us. We're also on Instagram, the underscore popping underscore duo on Instagram. Uh, I'm whatnot. Uh, I think it's just popping duo and whatnot. You could check our YouTube page for, for any of that stuff, but yeah, we just, we, we interact a lot with the uh, Funko community. We like to hang out with everybody as much as possible. And, you know, we get to do YouTube and open up uh Funko pop. So, I mean, it's the best of all worlds for us. Yep. Very cool. Very cool. I'm going to ask this of everyone because I'm hoping to have all four of you on. I, it's just nailing down schedules and things like that and, and whatever else. I've, I was actually thinking I would have – I wasn't expecting you guys to be the first of the four. I was expecting John and Joanna to be the first. But who came up with Pop Force 1? We all I, – I remember – I kind of remember – we usually will talk for half hour, 45 minutes. Sometimes it's been longer than that after mm-hmm. each one of the uh, episodes that we do. Uh I remember us just throwing things around and uh-huh. we were thinking military because John and Jim were both in the military before or uh, John right. is currently still serving. And then, yeah. uh, um, we did military charities. We did military charities. Shannon, uh, Josh's Josh. wife was uh, a Marine. So like we all had ties back to that. So we were trying to kind of do something with that. I, you know, honestly, I don't remember. I remember I kind of threw, I think that I threw out the force, like we spelled force with F-O-U-R. That's my claim mm-hmm. to fame. And I did find <laughs> the logo. So those yeah. are the only two things I'm going to take out of that. One of the other guys, I think, actually came up with a Pop Force one. Um, but, you know, it kind of just stuck. And I'm surprised that we're we're still doing this. It's been a couple of years now. We've done, a, you know, every single week. We've not missed a week in over I think two years or right at two years at this point. Yeah. So, and we have a ton of fun. Yeah. So if, if anybody ever has a free time Thursday nights over on YouTube, it's on one of our four channels. Uh, we talk Funko. If you like Funko pop and seeing sodas, if whether you like sodas or not here, Mike, I know you, you've got a lot of, <laughs> no, it, okay, so I, you don't like the sodas, but <laughs> you probably like watching people open them. If you watch Jim, you definitely have to at least watch uh, people open them. Even if you don't know like certain things, yeah. it's we can everyone yes. can appreciate other people doing it. Absolutely. It's kind of like we're just like have fun. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like just because I'm not gonna have them in my own collection outside of Maleficent, like doesn't like I'm not the one thing I wish that YouTube would allow is for and I know this is gonna sound really stupid, but I don't wanna say segregation, but I wish they had a filter of oh 
even though you want to support the channel and watch their videos, they have five soda videos in a row. Like, I know technically I can go manually and hide all of the like. I, right. I don't know. It is, but I wish there was like a sorting. Like again, more features, YouTube, more filters, more stuff. Don't take stuff away from us. That was stupid. Yeah, with the way that they got the, you know, and Mr. Boxes are the same way. I we've had so many comments from people that tell us they would never, ever, ever do mystery boxes. Yeah, but they love watching them. And some people don't yeah. even collect Funkos, but they just like watching the channel. So hey, yeah, you're. Well, and it, yeah, that, and again with that. you guys, it's you know w- w- with y'all and with John and Joanna and with uh, uh, wow, I almost screwed that up. With uh, Josh and Shannon and with Jim, you all have your each, each unique individual personalities, and you are play not playing up to the camera, but you are having fun doing it. Hence, why people come to watch your videos. So whether they collect pops, whether they collect sodas, or whether they don't collect anything at all, whether they want to get interested in collecting the stuff. And, you know, I think it was the, again, as of this recording, the most recent one, it started with you guys not knowing what you were doing. Well, that sounds like every that's video. Always. <laughs> that, that sounds like just about every video, but. No, it was the, oh God, now I got to look at it. Oh, I hate creating editing for myself. It was, let's see, that's the search bar. The way overvalued Funko Pop mystery box unboxing from. Oh yeah, this. November uh, 5th. Yeah, we started it with, uh, I can't remember what we said in that one. <laughs> It was, let's see, go back I don't even to, know. Yeah. Vince, Vince edits all of it. I have no clue sometimes what he even puts in in the beginning. <laughs> I'm like, what little, did I do? What did I say? If I find a little thing to put yeah. in, we'll always put that in. A little comedy here and there. You said something to me. I can't remember what, what happened there. Yep. Yeah, it was something. I for, it, it actually might have been the the Halloween horror. I forget which one it was, but it was it was so funny. It was like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna just open this cold. We're not gonna do welcome back to the channel yet. We're just gonna stare at the camera <laughs> and not realize what's going on. Oh, so yeah, funny! I was gonna say we don't do a whole lot of um, like planning ahead of time. I'm like, okay, <laughs> no, what we are we don't. opening? And he's like, yeah. I got this box, this box, this box. Do you want to look at the top hits? I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll look at the top hits. And like, that's literally how we do it. We have 20 seconds. It's all props. very like yeah. on the fly. So whatever comes out of our mouths is usually yeah, what you get. Nothing <laughs> scripted. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. All right, folks. I have no idea what's coming up next on this uh, podcast. It might be. Let's see. Tell you. Let's see. Might be another Origins episode. I'm not sure. I, like I said before, I'm hoping to get the rest of of Pop Force One on here and get all of their stories and all that good stuff. But for now, thank you for joining us here on Toycast. If you'd like to get in contact with us, we'll leave feedback for the show. There's several ways to do so. I just have to script everything on my intros and outros. Visit the website, geekcastradio.com, where you can listen to and comment on all of our content. Send an email to feedback at geekcastradio.com. You can check us out on any podcasting platform you prefer. Follow us on Twitter at Geekcast Radio at TF Toycast, and I am at TFG One Mike. Become a fan on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash Geekcast Radio Network. You can also check out TF Toycast over there as well. Y'all need to get on the Facebook game. I found your page, and I'm like, there's nothing here. What's going on? 
Oh, our Facebook is very empty. Do we have a Facebook? <laughs> yeah, I think yes. we do. Yeah. Yes, you do. For now, I am TFU and Mike with... Vince. And Bree from the Pop and Duo. Join us next time and we'll be talking more toys here on ToyCast. The voice kept calling me Bruce. In my mind, that's not what I call myself. What do you call yourself? Oh, yeah. I suppose you would. But that's my name now. Hmm. Tell that to my subconscious. <laughs> <laughs>